Under Reading Glasses, a show about book culture and literary life designed to help you read better. I'm writer, filmmaker, and book devourer Mallory O'Mara. And I'm Bria Grant, actress, filmmaker, and e-reader. This episode, we're talking about reader health and reviewing sped up audiobooks. But first... What are you reading, Bria? I just finished uh, the second book in the N.K. In- Jemisin trilogy. It's called The Obelisk. I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Obelisk? Obelisk? The Obelisk Gate? Yes. Our friend, uh, well, your friend... My best friend, Lauren Panapinto, <laughs> over at uh, Orbit Books, did those covers. Um, Oh, they're good covers. They're very good covers. Um, yeah, it's the second one in the series. The first book is very good. If you, I will say you cannot jump into the second book. You know, sometimes in a series you're like, just jump right in. Like, I knew. She, they've already released all three of them, so I'm going to read the third one, too. But, um, yeah, it's great. Uh, uh, the, the world of this this trilogy is like insane like it's a whole like it's magic but magic based on like earth like earth and rocks and like stuff. geology yeah it's like geology magic they get more into magic in this second book and the first book there's a lot of like traveling and moving but it's the same characters in this book and it's just like here's where their lives are going um i loved the first book i like could not put it down and the the second one is also quite good and if you I'm really like attached to these characters now so like I'm very curious to see where the third book goes I would tell anyone who loves science fiction fantasy creation of worlds cool shit this go go read these books they're yeah. so good I feel like I'm the hundred billionth person person to say that but they're very good but it's you're everyone's saying it for a reason yeah yeah it's very I mean they're great they're just fantastic I can't wait for the to see the like Westworld HBO version of them oh hell yeah I mean it would be very cool uh what are you reading uh, so I'm reading a brand new release uh, that came out this week when we're recording this, but several weeks ago when you're hearing this. Uh, it's the short story collection Sweet and Low by friend of the show Nick White, who was on our episode two last yeah, year. Yeah, he was. He was like one of our first we, guests. We, our second guest. We love Nick White. He is fantastic. He's fantastic as a person, but he's also just like such a kick-ass fucking writer. Yeah. And so this short story collection, it's all like takes place in the South and it, a lot of these stories like deconstruct a lot of like, you know, tropes about the South and Southern life and masculinity and sexuality. And they're so surprising and so beautiful and it's it's not super super long, so this is like probably going to be one of my favorite summer reads. It's just perfect Ooh, in the summer read rack. Yeah, Our first summer the reading glasses summer jam. <laughs> is that a thing with books? Can yeah, we... summer jam. All right, this sweet and low is our is our reading glasses summer jam. It's uh, the cover is beautiful, and I totally totally recommend getting it. I pre ordered it, so I got it like it showed up in my mailbox on the day it came out, which is the best fucking thing ever, and I'm just really really enjoying it. Oh man, I want to I want to borrow it after you're done. Yeah, you should. It's good. Uh, So we're going to take a moment to answer a recommendation request from Claire Amy Hanscomb. Claire asks, I want to get ahead of my Goodreads challenge early in the year. What are some great short novels under 250 pages coming out this year? Not just okay ones to get the book read, but ones that are really worth reading. So Claire, by the way, uh, has a podcast called Britlet that you should totally check out. Uh, Claire, personal message to you. I'm really behind on emails. But I did get your guest email and I will email you back at some point soon, I promise. (laughs) This is a public declaration of uh, promise to email back. I just want to say if she doesn't do it, that's going to be crazy. Well, you can tell how behind I am on emails because (laughs) this recommendation request like was for the beginning of the year and it's June now. Oh no. Well, that's okay. we get a lot of emails. I'm sorry. We get a lot of emails. So anyway, uh, for 2018 releases under 200 50 pages i have two different recommendations uh first one i don't know if short story collections count because she specifically said novels but i just if they do i want to recommend uh the mary spinster by mallory ortbar oh i loved that 
Oh, it was very good. It's so good. It's a collection of retelling. Neither of us talked about it on the show. We both read it, though. I was, well, I, I think we were both, that was when we were both traveling. I read it while I was uh, in New England. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, um, I think I was traveling. Uh, it's a collection of retellings of fairy tales, and it's creepy and weird and amazing, and I love it so much. The second is So Lucky by Nicola Griffith. Uh, it just came out, and it's less than 200 pages, and it's supposed to be an intense political thriller. Ooh. I haven't read it yet, but it's from a British author, so I thought uh, Claire would appreciate that. Great. Bria, what should Claire read? Gotta recommend recent guest of the show, Bethany C. Morrow's Mem. It's under 200 pages. It's like... Real fun, sci-fi, weird, like, it's, like, she builds this world within 200 pages. It's crazy. Like, it's it's awesome, and then it's, and it's a complete awesome story. Um, what I'm planning on reading is, call, is called um, Time Was by Ian McDonald. It came out in April. It's less than 200 pages. Two men become lovers in World War II working on a secret project, and I think maybe there's time travel. Oh, that's it's, so white-hot Bria wheelhouse. literally waiting for me on my Kindle, and it's one of those books that, like, I know I'm going to read because, like, you know, when I need to, like, get through something quick, and I don't want to, like, you know, spend a lot of time with something, but it's, like, sounds like a really cool book. So those are two recommendations. And uh, as always, the link will be in the show notes. Well, guys, when we say that, you go, like, if you're in Apple Podcasts, you just, like, scroll up. And, the, and you say details and like that's where all this stuff is also if you just go to maximumfun.com and go to our show page there's an individual page for each episode and everything we talk about every book we mention all of the information about our guests is always there as a link so yeah but go to maximumfun.org not .com because I, I don't know what up. happens at .com you, it just your computer blows up <laughs> um, yeah so you can email us your recommendation request at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com and before we talk about reader health we're going to take a quick break wait I have a bookmark oh shit I have a bookmark, which is that, hey, don't forget, on July 1st, we're doing a live a live thing with uh, Paul Tremblay here in Los Angeles, California. If you don't live here, we're sorry. We're going to try to record it. We we'll don't do our best. We're going to do our best, and we're going to hopefully release that. But it's us talking about Cabin at the End of the World. So if you are here in L.A., mark your calendars. June 1st, come see us at the last bookstore. Yes, and uh, it is. So it's me and Bria in conversation with Paul Tremblay, who is an incredible author and an incredible speaker. Uh, there's a link in the show notes that I was just talking about to uh, the event page. You can, you can just show up if you want, but if you buy a ticket, uh, I think it's like $25 or $27, you get a copy of the book. It's like just buying a book, but you also get a, a reserved seat. Also, it's our first time doing this, so you should come and see how cra- how how off the rails it goes. You should totally come see me and Bria. You can hang out with me. You can come and meet us and say hi, meet Paul, get him to sign your book. It's going to be a really good time if you're in the Los Angeles area. Fairhaven's a hip town. Craft breweries, killer music scene. There's only one catch. The bloodthirsty monsters. Feel free to hit the deck while we lay down some suppressing fire. You're gonna kill them? Nah, these are shock rounds, so it should just knock them out. We use these on the kids after they've had too much sugar cereal. Hun, stop, we do not. He's such a jokester, this one. Anyway, hit the deck, please. Ah! Yeah, 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 get take some. Take it, take it. Get some. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good job, hun. That was oh, great. Oh, you're the best. Bubble, the sci-fi comedy from MaximumFun.org. Just open your podcast app and search for Bubble. Bubble. 
This week, it's all about keeping us healthy as readers. Reading can be more dangerous than it looks. <laughs> you can get eye strain, a oh. sore back, tingly limbs from letting your legs fall asleep. You gotta be careful. Everyone loves a good marathon reading session, but not if it's gonna hurt. So we're here with some tips and tricks to keep you healthy. Reminder, I don't know if I, I it seems like I don't have to say this, but I'm going to anyway. We're not doctors, guys. So if you're in pain from reading, please go see a real doctor. We're doctors of books. We are the doctors book of doctors. books. We are <laughs> book doctors. So first up, eye strain. Whether you're reading a print book or an e-reader, you want to avoid eye strain. Staring at anything for too long isn't great for your eyes. And I know that's hard for us to see right now. We live in this world where we're all staring, staring at our phones or staring at a computer. We're all staring at something all of the time. But it's not good for your eyes. Nobody wants to get a headache just when you're getting to the best part of the book. If you don't have an e-reader with that like paper-esque, paper-white screen, make sure the brightness is turned down or change the page settings to something less harsh. Like you can do it like black background, white letters. like oh. you, So it's nicer on your eyes. Mm. Um, also, try to get a reading lamp that directs the light right onto the page and make sure your lamp isn't the only light on in the room. Sometimes, Like if you're sitting there and reading for a while, it can be easy to like forget that you should have other light because it's it's really or you do that thing where you start reading and then the sun goes down yeah. and you're still reading and it's like kind of dark in the room oh my god yeah that happens to me what used to happen to me all the time it's really like you don't realize it but it's really bad for your eyes guys so and also get bulbs like light bulbs in a warmer color temperature that are easier on your eyes than the ones with a cooler temperature if you're squinting getting headaches or your eyes are red or burny you need to change something up yeah, it's funny. I texted you about this because I was traveling, and I was like, I was like, I'm having a lot of trouble because I'm reading so much on these planes, and I'm on like a 12 hour flight, and I don't fucking look up, yeah. and so I'm just looking down at the page, and then I look up, and I'm like, I can't see far away anymore. Like my eyes. I'm also, guys, this is a big secret that's happening on the show, but I'm having trouble reading up close, and I may need reading glasses, but I refuse to go to the doctor. So we're gonna see. Don't follow. Don't do what Bria does, guys. But Mallory, Mallory knows that I keep making all the font bigger on everything we're doing. <laughs> like one letter per page. <laughs> uh, I'm getting, listen, I'm 36. This is what happens when you turn 36. Your close eyesight starts to go, right? Really? As you get older, your eyes change. But there's a rule to like. Yes. Okay, so there's a rule. It's called the 20-20-20 rule. If you're using an e-reader or anything, but really e-reader, make sure. Um, every 20 minutes, you're supposed to look up at an object 20 feet away for at least 20 seconds. That's 20-20-20 rule. I'm going to show you right now how long 20 seconds is you can keep talking but it's so much longer than you think it's going to it be it totally is because i try okay i'm starting it now because i tried to do this on the plane and i was like 20 seconds is so long when you're like mid book but yeah. the nice thing about an e-reader is i could be like okay this chapter's 25 minutes long i know i need to look up by the end of it yeah at some juncture. oh that's really smart yeah um we're still not at 20 seconds by wow. the way i know it's a long time to look up but this your is how much your eyes need for a break okay that's 20 seconds so, yeah, I love um, I love light bulbs that are amber colored. Uh, they look really cool. Uh, just make sure you get one that is bright enough. Like everyone loves those cool Edison bulbs that are hip and snazzy. I love but, those. But they can be really dim. Oh. So may, if you're going to get a cool amber light bulb, just make sure it's bright enough. Uh, sometimes I read for so long that the sun sets and the room gets dark and it sucks to put the book down. But like get up and turn some lights on. Like if you don't have a reading lamp too, like just use a book light, even when the, like, even if you're, we've talked about using book lights when you're in bed and it's dark, but like use one in your like house when the lights are on, like yeah. fuck it. Yeah. Okay. Second, speaking of getting up, posture. Yeah. Gotta avoid that book slump. Not the kind that you like forget, not the book slump. Like we have an episode on where you start reading, like you don't want to read anything. Uh, book slump, like literally when you're slumping slumped. over. 
Support your back. Sit up straight. If you read a lot and you get headaches, it may not be your eyes. It could actually be your posture, yeah. which is crazy. If keeping your book closer to your face helps you avoid like slumping, because I I do that sometimes because like, you know, I don't see super well. So if I have my book far away, like I want, I'm unconsciously slumping towards yeah. it. So put your book up on a stand or like lay it on a desk and keep it closer to your face. Yeah. Or put a pillow behind you. Make sure your back is supportive. I do that thing where like, I mean, I'm reading and then I, yeah, I, I gradually find that I'm turning into like some sort of like hunchback situation where like you I'm turning like, to a book troll I'm, I'm like I, my body is literally becoming a you yeah. you know like, you're, you're like literally trying like to dive into R. the book yeah and I'm like I like can't like and I will like be aware I'm like god I'm like totally slumped over my problem is that a lot of times I'll fall asleep reading not in that way but because I'm like I'm like laying on my stomach but I feel like that's okay yeah like, right that's not as bad posture that's not as bad yeah uh third circulation uh and I'm going to tell you a very horrifying personal story that goes with this. Uh, it's really important to find a reading position where none of your limbs are falling asleep. Prop your feet up on an ottoman because uh, sitting with your leg under you might be comfortable for five minutes. But once you get into the book and totally forget and sit there for an hour and then you can't feel your leg, you're stuck. This is like a... Um uh, a testament to how good books are. Like, how long does your leg fall asleep for? Because then if it's fell asleep for a long time, that book is damn good. So this happened to me, guys, not once, but twice when I was a kid. I think I was like maybe 12. Um, I re don't even remember the specific book, but I sat with my leg underneath me and fast forward 15 seconds if you don't want this to hear this gross thing, but I my leg fall, fell asleep and I wasn't paying attention because I was still like thinking about the book and I got up to pee and I stepped on my ankle like Ugh. my foot was asleep so my Ugh. foot just like swung to the side and I stepped directly on my ah. ankle like crashed to the floor and like did like my ankle was sprained and I had to be on crutches and this, this happened twice twice before you I learned your lesson the first no, time before I smartened up the same ankle too uh, but once you twist an ankle, it's like kind of weak after. Oh that. yeah, why? Did, like my left ankle is so weak because I've I've sprained it three times. The first the first time was not reading related, but then you get the added embarrassment of people being <laughs> the like, first time was not a reading not a reading related injury. <laughs> like how embarrassing is it to be like, oh ha Mallory, why are you on crutches? I'm like, I read too hard. <laughs> All right, don't do that. <laughs> that is a really. Really dorky injury. That's a really like nerdy ass injury. It's very on brand for me though. I don't know if anybody has a nerdier injury than that. I would like to Please know. Please send me your story and make me feel better. Um, I will say like as far as circulation goes, um, I've recently started wearing compression socks on long flights. Hey man, that has changed my life a little bit. Being healthy is cool. Yeah. Well, I so I was noticing that like um my legs would start to feel. I have, like, restless leg syndrome at night, but I was starting to get that on planes, and it's because, like, the circulation is not, I don't have good circulation. And so, but the compression socks, it just, like, which are, can I just say, they're just tights. They're just, like, <laughs> tights cut off. They're knee-high socks. That's what they are. They're just, like, tight knee-high socks. You could totally get the same effect from, like, those those knee-high socks you wore in the 90s. I or still, now. I wear those all the time. You can wear them on planes. And it's going to do the same kind of thing, I think. Someone's going to be like, no, they don't. But it feels the same to me. But compression socks are great. Maybe we should start putting on compression socks every, every time you read. Maybe we should get Reading Glasses brand socks. I kind of wear compression socks all the time. They just make me feel so great. <laughs> um, so, fourth. Fourth up, if you're listening to audiobooks, make sure they're not too loud. Like, if you have your headphones on, make sure they fit and they're comfortable and they aren't blasting. I don't hear super well, so I have to be careful of this because if I, like, have my headphones in and I'm listening to an audiobook, I'll just have it up all the way. And I'm like, Alan will be like, Mallory, I can hear your audiobook <laughs> through, the, through, through the headphones. And just, like, make sure, you know, take care of your ears, guys. 
And lastly, make sure you take breaks. Every 20 or 30 minutes, you get up, stretch, walk, move, roll around, you know, if you're in a wheelchair. Do something, like something around the room. You pet a cat. You just do, like, that thing where you, like, move your wrists around a little bit or, yeah. like, you know, stretch your eyes, like, do an eye. Stretch your eyes. Stretch your eyes. That's when you open your eyes real wide. <laughs> I have one eye that's a little bit weaker than the other one, and I will, especially if I'm working really late on something, I'll do this thing where I do, like, eye exercises where I, like, look to the left, look to the right, look to the left. Like, I, like, and, like, make myself, like, look all around so that way the one weak eye will stay focused. Because that's why I have cats, because I'm like, where's the cats? Where's the cats? <laughs> it totally helps. Cat to the left, cat to the right. Cat to- <laughs> Normally there is one. Uh, you want to know my weird trick for reading health? And this, like, bring health. Yeah. Uh yeah. And this, this works for writing. It also, like, covers a lot of bases. Um, I drink a lot of water. So it makes me have to pee, like, every half hour or so. So I'm forced to get up, look at something else, move my eyes around, keeps me hydrated. It's the best trick ever. The key to health is to look at a toilet. Look at a toilet every few minutes. <laughs> look, look right into that bowl. But if you, if, like, I drink so much water, like, if I have to get up, like, that's the one thing that will, keep, like, remind me to get up. Because, you know, sometimes when you're in a really good book, you you don't get up for an hour. And, like, the only thing that's going to move me is if I'm like, oh, crap, I have to pee. I won't get up. I will wait till like, I really have to pee. Oh, I drink a lot of okay. water. Okay, all right, fair. I drink like three gallons of water a day. That's good. That's why, yeah, that's why you have like fresh looking skin all the time. That's just because I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, send us your reading health tricks uh, at readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And before we review some book tech, we're going to take a quick break. Hey, everybody. Hal Lublin and Mark Gagliardi from We Got This here to talk about our upcoming live shows. Why don't you tell everybody the details about our show in Philadelphia? Sure. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to go down to Philadelphia Improv Theater, okay? You're going to do it on Saturday, June 23rd, okay? There are two shows. One is 5 o'clock show. There's an 8 o'clock show. At 8 o'clock show, you can get a VIP ticket and hang out with us at 7 p.m. for like a whole hour. We'll sign something for you. You can hang out. You can talk to us. And then come see a show. Both shows are going to be completely different now. Both shows? Both shows are going to be different. Here's I sounded the... like a British actor trying to do a Philadelphia accent. Yeah. You, you can look up Philadelphia Podcast Festival. You can look that up and get tickets there. Or you can go to Philadelphia Improv Theater, to the Fit Theater, P-H-I-T, uh, and you can get tickets there. Or you can just go direct at fit.ly forward slash we got Philly. 2018. That's W-E-G-O-T-P-H-I-L-L-Y 2018. So it's time to look at some book tech. Uh, advances in bookish technology and this week we're talking audiobooks we've had several listeners write in to say that they listen to audiobooks on higher speeds so we decided to test it out you people love these higher speeds people oh, really yeah. like when they're like i'm trying to get through stuff fast they they move up that speed which i am very impressed by on libby and most audiobook apps you can listen to an audiobook at regular speed and then 1.25 1.5 1.75 and up to two times speed so the obvious advantage here and this is why a lot of people do it is that that you get more audiobook in your brain more quickly it's like that thing where you pour alcohol in your butt so you can get instantly drunk i literally don't know what this is that was like a big thing like a few years ago you pour it on your butt in your butt in Excuse your butt me? <laughs> don't guys don't ever do this wait it, it was on the news of a but few how years do you pour ago it into your butt 
I don't want to explain that to okay. you. You don't want. We don't want to talk about that on the show. Okay. I've never done it, and I but I've seen it done at parties, and it was like a big thing a few years ago with teenagers, where like if you're when you're a teenager and you're partying and you want to get drunk and you don't you have only a small amount of alcohol that somebody's big brother bought you and it tastes like crap because it's like two dollar vodka. You know, people if you pour it in your butt, it goes directly into your bloodstream. And you get in instantly drunk in your butt, guys. I'm gonna have don't to look- do this. It's I'm really bad. I'm gonna look this up after we're done. I'm sorry, but I'm like really stuck on this. Uh, it's it's terrible. Okay. and it's really bad for you guys. Never put alcohol in your butt, but you can put books in your ears. <laughs> Bria, what did you think about this? Um, so I didn't try it with audiobooks because I just don't listen to that many audiobooks. I listen to a lot of podcasts though, which is something I feel like a lot of people relate to because you're I'm listening just, to one right now. Because one, you like podcasts. <laughs> you made it to this point in this podcast. Um, two, you also like people write in all the time and they're like, I listen to like 45 podcasts a week. I don't have time to read books. And I kind of relate because I feel like sometimes I'm just listening to podcasts and I'm definitely not listening to audiobooks. But I tried it with podcasts, which is kind of the same. Maybe I didn't do a good job of this of this week's book review. Whatever. Anyway, um, I'm not apologizing. Um, it's your own show. It's my show. I'm going to do what I want. I'm going to be real with you. I had a lot of trouble keeping up. And I did 1.25. Oh. Um, I think maybe, and this is why I don't do audiobooks, I'm not a super active listener. So a lot of times I'm listening to stuff, I like fades into the background, and I'm like thinking about something, but also sort of listening. I have podcasts I listen to specifically when I'm like, feeling thoughtful and I want to think about things, but I just kind of want it to wash over me a little bit, which is, like, usually people talking to each other. So I tried it out, though. I'm not on one like that. One, like, um, I tried it out on Annotated. The It's a Book Riot podcast. It's about, uh, like, it's, like, book, book history. Yeah, like, yeah, stuff like that. And um, I just felt like it was too fast. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up. And I wonder if it's, like, that my brain isn't trained to do it because people told me that after you go backwards from doing that, it sounds like everybody's drunk. I guess everybody's talking real slow. slow yeah. But um, I, I, I didn't love it. I'm gonna be real with you. My review is, well, I didn't really do the challenge very good. But <laughs> my review is like a like a two or three pages because I could see the appeal, and maybe it works better with something that's more narrative. But I just like had trouble listening to it. It made me feel like stressed. It like stressed me. I could see that. What happened with you? So even before we decided to do this, I will sometimes listen to audiobooks on 1.25 just to get it done faster. Um, But after we got all these emails and tweets, I wanted to see if I could go faster. And honestly... After uh, I had to work up to it, that was really the thing. So I I listen I I do listen to a lot of a lot of audiobooks, and it, it, for me it all depends on the narrator uh, on yeah. like how like Maybe some that's pe- part some of people it. have a slower voice, and I'd be like, all right, let's speed it up and like do one point two five. Um, so what I did is I like worked up to it. I picked an audiobook. I can't remember which one it was. You know what? It was "Text Me When You Get Home" by Kayleen oh, Schaefer, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. which I talked about recently on Pop Rocket, and I am I love Pop Rocket. One of my favorite. Uh, books of the year so far it's so good um it's all about female it's a nonfiction book about female friendship uh but I started on one and then I was like cool baseline and then I went up to 1.25 and then I went up to one and a half no problem and after about a week it took me about a whole week I got I got up to two two times speed 
So it's a little bit, it's like you got to like get used to the water. You you ha- yeah, definitely. You Put have to, in first. You have to get used to, get used to listening like that. You have to get used to the narrator. Like, and I found that I had to, it was like calibrating it for each book. And that like the next audio book that I went on to, I couldn't start off at two times speed. You have to like get in. Oh, with, interesting. I had to calibrate. So, and I definitely recommend this for nonfiction. I wouldn't do this for fiction, um, which, cause you know, you kind of lose some of the atmosphere, I feel like, mm-hmm. but for getting more info into your brain, this is fantastic. Especially with library books that you're trying to listen to before you need to return them. A couple of weeks ago, I had one of those nightmares where like six books that I had on, six audiobooks that I had on hold on Libby, like all were there in a week. And I was like, oh shit, what am I going to do? So now I regularly listen to all my audio, all my nonfiction audiobooks at either 1.5 or 1.75. Two times speed is pretty intense. That I reserve two, two times speed for audiobooks where I'm like 75% of the way through and I'm like, uh, I'm interested in this enough to know what happens, but. Like, let's get there. And this um, is specifically nonfiction, you do. Yeah, I would not do this for fiction, but I really love this, and I'm going to do this for all my audiobooks from now on. You know how when stuff is um, pirated on YouTube? You may not know this, but when movies are pirated on YouTube, a lot of times they speed them up faster. Huh. Like, I guess it's a way to get around, like, the, like, whatever algorithm finds that if stuff's pirated, that's, like, they're sped up. So I tried to watch this movie. I wasn't pirating, but I was just, like, trying to find this thing. Guys, I'm just trying to find this thing. Whatever. I'm, I, I didn't watch it, though, because I was, like, watch, starting to watch it, and everything was sped up too fast. And apparently that's what people do. Anyway, Interesting. Random. But it was, like, too hard to watch because it was fiction. It's too hard. Uh, anyway, what's your page? What's your... Oh, uh... How many pages? Five out of five. I five really, out of five. You're so, so for it. I love this. I, will, I, I won't go back. I think this is a difference between an audiobook listener and a non-audiobook yeah. listener. It's it, just, like, I just am not actively listening to audiobooks. And so when I try to, I'm like, oh, this feels, like, so overwhelming. Well, again, like if if I hadn't have like taken a week and a half to get into it, like I if I just started listening at two point two two speed or one point seven five speed, I it's just too much. Mm. But after a little while of like getting to like getting the cadence of the narrator and getting the like the getting into the groove of the book, like it's fantastic. But you definitely you can't just be like, oh well, I'm putting on squirrel speed now. Like <laughs> you just can't do that. It goes it goes like regular speed and then uh, what's like a little bit like like hair speed and then squirrel speed and then chipmunk speed. Yeah, that's yeah. Chipmunk speed is point is like and two. then like hummingbird speed. Oh yeah, it's like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's how hummingbirds talk. Yeah. So now it's time to solve a bookish problem from one of our listeners. Rachel writes in, I have a really hard time finishing books. I can easily get through like 75% of any given book and then I hit a wall. Help, please. I want to finish the books that I start. Wow. Mallory, what do you think? Rachel, I get it. It can be easy to lose steam on a book, whether you're stressed out and having a hard time focusing or you're tired or a book isn't grabbing you. Sometimes you just lose excitement with a book. Uh, my advice here is to, is the opposite of what you should do in relationships. Uh, my advice is to set yourself set yourself up for success. Pick a short book. It sounds like cheating. Pick a but, short relationship. <laughs> but it sounds like cheating. But honestly, fuck it. Like sometimes you just knowing that you don't have far to go in a book will help you keep keep you motivated to finish. Like picking up a book that's under two hundred pages. Like and you like but you know you get. 75 pages in you know and you're like oh well I don't, I don't have that much left to go even if you kind of lose steam on it like but if you lose steam and you're like oh i have t- like 300 pages to go it's really it's a lot harder to pick it up so help like help yourself out also pick up a thriller or a mystery sometimes something super compelling happening that you just can't put down uh will keep you going the like oh i gotta know what happens urge can pull you through a book definitely 
Bria, what should uh, Rachel do? Yeah, I agree with your last one. I mean, I totally don't. Un- I I mean, I guess this happens. And for me, I feel like once you're at 75, I'm like, I'm almost done. I'm just going to finish this book because it's like smooth sailing from then out. But I agree with your um with your mystery suggestion. So basically, to you, if you try a mystery and and the end is like really important, like the whole book has been leading up to this end. Then, like, you have to... Who murdered that person? Who did the murdering in this book? Who did the murdering? (laughs) And so you read it, and you're like, I got to find out who did that murdering. And so then that that will keep you... I think that might keep her interested. Um, I wanted to suggest Woman in Cabin 10, because there's a book, a mystery... By Ruth Ware. mm -hmm, uh, ...that I really liked. Because I kept reading it, and I was like, what's going to happen? Is is she alive? Is she dead? Who's murdered? Who's alive? what, What is happening? So that was, like, one of those books that I felt like I couldn't put down. I think any book with the word woman or girl in the title probably is going to get you there as far as like having a big mystery in the end. It seems like that's all those books. Big like reveals. Woman in, in this place. There's woman a gr- in the canoe. A girl going the- to the store. Like, <laughs> <laughs> They're all, yeah, a yeah, lot of them are mysteries. Like, I like the idea of doing that, but with something real boring. Like, girl puts on her shoes in the morning. The girl in the, uh, eating the donut. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, like you gotta, like... If you're if if you do stuff like this, don't pick up like that nine hundred page book on like whales, you know. Yeah, that's set what yourself up for. I and I feel like maybe after you do this, pick short books or pick mysteries, and you finish a couple, and you'll get back in the groove of it. Yeah, I agree. So if you want us to solve your reader problem, send it to readingglassespodcast at gmail.com. And as always, we want to thank Danielle, who runs our Facebook group, and Chrissy and Rachel, who moderate our Goodreads page. Remember, if you want to support Reading Glasses and show off your love of reading, you can buy tote bags and bookmarks in the Maximum Fun store. The so link is stylish. In- yeah, they're pretty cool. And also, heads up, at some point soon, we might have some more merch coming down the line. Mm-hmm. Keep your keep your eyes peeled or ears peeled or every, whatever whatever body part you use to ingest this podcast peeled for this link in the show notes uh, and if you like the show please rate and review us on itunes it's really great for us and helps us re- reach more readers guys it makes such a big difference for getting uh, like advertisers and like whether or not we get paid to do this show seriously people and like getting guests on a lot of people just look to see how many reviews we have mm-hmm. yeah so like if you take just take a minute we would super duper appreciate all the any review and you just you just gotta give it stars you don't even have to write anything yeah just give us a rating and five uh, is good. Five like is five. good. We would we prefer five. Uh, so, and reading glasses is pleased to offer interactive transcripts of the show through Greta. Go to greta dot com slash reading underscore glasses to read and turn your favorite reading glasses moments into clips that you can share out on social media. You can email us at readingglassespodcast at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at reading g podcast on Instagram at reading glasses podcast, and you can always follow along on our bookish adventures using the general hashtag reading glasses podcast. Thanks for listening, and, and thanks, thanks for reading. reading. Hi, uh, my name is Jesse Case, and I'm going to be reading an excerpt from Two Boys Kissing by David Leviathan. He treats his body like it's made of fireworks, each one timed to the beat. Is he dancing alone or dancing with everyone in the room? Here's the secret. It doesn't matter. Freedom isn't just about voting and marrying and kissing on the street, although all of these things are important. Freedom is also about what you will allow yourself to do. This liberation. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.